Well, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome. I do count it as a privilege that you have chose my podcast. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I appreciate you and I appreciate you for sharing this to your social media platforms, as well as giving me five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you are brand new to this podcast, I hope you enjoy what I share with you in this episode, and I hope that you decide to come back as I produce most of my episodes weekly or bi-weekly. Sometimes we get a treat and I do them twice in a week. I'm also wanting to let you know that I am a licensed mental health professional and I practice in the state of Maryland as well as Georgia. However, my podcast is not meant to be a replacement for therapy with a licensed mental health professional. What I do on this podcast is inform, educate, entertain, and I sure hope I encourage people. I'm also a published author, and I have two books that you can find on Amazon titled Mission Uncomfortable, Getting Out of Your Comfort Zone for God, as well as My Purpose Then and Now. You'll find that information in the show notes if you're interested. Now, make sure you listen all the way to the very end because there's other ways to get in contact with me and connect in with me. All right, let's get ready for this episode. Hey everyone, great news. My new book, The Unhacked Mind, is now available for purchase on Amazon. This book is a great guide for retraining your brain, renewing your mind, and transforming your life. So check out the sample pages that's available on Amazon and get a copy for yourself or give one as a gift to a friend or family member. And feel free to leave a review on Amazon about your thoughts on the book. All right, take care. Really quick, I want to tell you a story about something that will tie into what we're talking about today. Years ago, somewhere between the year of 2003 and 2005, I had to have a damaged tooth pulled out or cut out of my mouth. And when this was done, there was some damage done to my mouth, nerve damage. And the symptoms from that tooth being cut out And the symptoms from the damage included numbness, tingling, and some constant throbbing around my mouth in my lip area. And it was easy for me to be reminded that the tube was pulled out because I couldn't feel myself putting on lipstick or lip gloss, or I wouldn't feel um, my mouth when I put a spoonful of food in my mouth or with a fork or whatever. And so I was always reminded that there had been some damage. So I was no longer at 100%. You know, now I was like at 90% healed after that tooth was pulled out. But the thing is, is I was no longer obsessed with it um, after part of that feeling came back. I was no longer reminded constantly about it. And I didn't think much about it anymore because I did recover, even if it was only at 90%. But if I ever decided that I wanted to put another tooth in place of the one that was cut out, that would be fine, but it would only be good if what I'm using to put in place of it was not going to cause any other problems and 
cause the dentist to have to pull that one out too, because if the second one were to be pulled out because there was some damage done, it may re-injure more nerves in my mouth. And when I go to heal, healing, when I get to a point where I'm healing from the second one, I will go back to, I wouldn't go back to 90% healed because that's where I was left at when the first one was taken out. I would probably go maybe to 80% healing because it's possible that more nerves could be damaged when removing the second one. And so I would never get back to fully being restored at 100% after every one that I put in is taken out. So I better be mindful of what I'm going to be replacing the old one with because of the possibility of causing more damage. So why am I saying all this? Well, when you think of the word soul tie, here's the definition that I got out of the uh, off of Google. And it comes as a spiritual or emotional connection you have to someone after being intimate with them and usually engaging in sexual intercourse. Now, this is not to be conf- you know, confused with soulmate, which that definition is a person ideally suited to another as a close friend or romantic partner. See, the thing is, is soul ties are formed either through emotional experience, physical, social experience, commitments, and promises. And sometimes when those are formed, they can cause such a deep impact on our lives that if they were to ever end, it would become a problem for us. And we know that there are symptoms that a soul tie has happened and has formed when we find that we are either obsessing over somebody or we're maybe um, stalking them on social media these days, or maybe we're so busy thinking about them that we find ourselves spending a majority of our day either in the evening or early morning, just focusing and thinking about them. And because of that, it will make it even more difficult to get to a point where we can actually break that bond. And we can grieve grieve the relationship because it is ended or has been severed. Now, most of the time people believe that they are always going to be like connected to a person due to that soul tie. Soul ties usually remain in place because of how much time we focus and obsess over them. But you can break a commitment that you may have had, although damage will definitely be present, but soul ties will usually always be there. And one of the most um, hard-pressed ways to um, guarantee that there's a soul tie is through sex. Sex is one primary way to create a powerful soul tie. And once that happens, it can never be broken. It doesn't really matter 
if you use protection or anything like that, or whether fluid was changed or anything like that. Once you are intimate with somebody sexually, that soul tie is one of the most difficult ones to overcome or to get past because the imprint is very, very deep. And during this time, when these bonds are formed, especially through sex, the brain will release hormones into your body when these relationships, these type of relationships are formed. And however you perceive that relationship, the more hormones will be released. So if I, re- if I perceive that relationship to be a lifetime connection, and I obsess over it, and I'm thinking about it a lot, my brain is always going to release those feel-good hormones, and the feelings become can become addictive. And once the relationship is changed, the body and the mind will respond, but not always in a positive manner, because the hormones that get released will be dopamine, or oxytocin, just based off of how you're perceiving a relationship. And we know that some hormones can cause an addiction. Soul ties can be formed in a number of ways, but they really get reinforced with the hormones that our brain releases into our, our bloodstream and into our body. So just remember our body never forgets. The mind may compartmentalize it and it may place it in categories and we can sit them to the side or, you know, pack them away somewhere deep into our subconscious. But the body never really forgets any soul ties that we create or form. Now, I understand too that there is a soul tie that can happen Um, biologically, and usually that is through birth. Birth is another soul tie that is hard to sever as well. And a woman who carries a baby creates a soul tie for her um, that can never really be undone. Her body never forgets that she had a baby in her womb. Now, you may learn new ways of perceiving um, sexual encounters, or you may learn new ways of perceiving perceiving, um, a birth in your connection to a baby, but soul ties will always be present. So again, they may be a soul tie that has a positive or either a negative experience for you. Now, let's talk about ways to recover or maybe overcome the negative symptoms of a soul tie. The most important way to begin to do that is to at least start off by talking, talking to someone, either talking to a mentor, talking to a counselor, talking talking to some wise person that could offer you some suggestions or ways to kind of overcome your symptoms of a soul tie. 
Another thing is to find ways to express all the thoughts connected to the person that you have formed a soul tie with. Whether they're negative thoughts or positive thoughts, sometimes just releasing thoughts from your mind through speaking or through writing is a good way to release stuck energy because thoughts that are not expressed are usually will usually turn into energy in the body and stuck energy. So you want to find ways to verbalize what your thoughts are about that soul tie. Another way, the number the number two way for um, helping you to overcome the symptoms of negative soul ties is to challenge the situation. And what I mean by that is it may be a good idea for you to consider what took place when that soul tie was formed. You know, what were you feeling? What were you needing? What were some of your behaviors at that time? What was the, what season were you in? What things were going on at the time? And if there was things that you believe um, you should have done better, then at that point in time, you need to get to a point where you forgive yourself for the choices that you made and maybe forgive the other person as well. Because there's nothing that we can do about the past. So the least we can do is try to forgive our actions and our choices and what may we feel may have been done to us by someone as well as forgiving ourselves for what we may have done to the other person. So forgiving yourself and forgiving them is the third way of helping yourself heal from a negative soul tie and a severing of a negative soul tie. Another thing, and this is a fourth way, is by possibly writing a letter to the younger self, the one that was in, involved in beginning that soul tie. Speak to your younger self or your past self about the situation and what say to that past self what you would want it to hear or what you would want them to hear. So that could help you with present day life now. So writing a letter to yourself, maybe writing a letter to someone else, and even though you don't have to give it to them, but at least getting the thoughts out to help you get through that. And maybe create a ceremony or a ritual where you're, you know, finally allowing yourself to get past the past. And I mean, that could be lighting candles, you know, having a little prayer ceremony or something that you create yourself that will help you move past what you consider a soul tie that is negatively affecting your present day life. Because here's the thing. Although there has been a severing or although there has been a um, disconnect from that, you can have the nerves restored or regenerate. You can have a reversal of the damage that was caused. May not get to 100%, but you can get restored and you can heal from it even though you may not be where you were originally, you can still be 
at a, a place where you could absolutely function just as well um, as you did prior to there being a disruption or a severing of the relationship that you had before. Okay, so I'm hoping that that is enough for you to begin to heal from whatever pain of your past that you experienced and overcoming a soul tie that is no longer helping you or benefiting you. And be very mindful that you don't want to um, create more soul ties when you know that if they were to end, it's going to be a problem without first making sure it is one that you want, you definitely want to go through the rest of your life with a person, a soulmate or a soul tie. You want to make sure it is the one that will best serve you and the other person the best. Okay. So until the next time, good mental health, good physical health, and as always, good spiritual health. Thank you for deciding to listen all the way through to the end. Now, I hope that you will share this on your social media platform or feel free to go on Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. That just helps me get the word out. I would also appreciate any feedback you may have about this episode or the podcast itself. You can do that in writing through email at akayamimccoy at gmail.com. Or if you want more information or you want to work with me, you can go to my website at www.life-counseling-transitions.com. All of this information will be in the show notes. If you also wish to schedule a free 10-minute consultation with me, you can give me a call at 404-759-4853. Also, on Anchor, you are able to leave a recorded message about this episode, which could be played for our viewers or our listeners on the end of the episode. It just talks about the topic that you just heard and gives your feedback. All right. Until the next time, good mental health, good physical health, and always good spiritual health. Y'all take care.